everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited to bring you another interview with one of the cast of Good Witch this season. It's so exciting. Today we are talking with Kiana, Teresa, and Kiana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah. So what we like to do is we like to start our interviews by asking you uh, what inspired you to become an actress and give you a chance to introduce yourself as well. That is such a wonderful question. Uh, so hi, I'm Kiana and I play firefighter Zoe Taylor on Good Witch. And I, I wanted to be an actor from the time I was little. And I think what really inspired me was I was actually a really shy kid, not so much anymore, but I was very shy and I didn't have a ton of friends. And I always felt like through watching TV shows and movies that I could kind of relate to these characters and I could express myself through their stories. Um, it was really relatable to me. So I kind of just thought, wow, I wish that I could tell stories that other people can also relate to. Um, and that was kind of the driving force for me. So I remember like anytime I would watch a, a show or something, I would go up to my room and I would reenact the scenes in the mirror. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then, you know, it kind of was in the back of my mind for a long time. I kind of put it away in a little box in my mind. And then um, about four, almost five years ago now, I decided to just pull the plug and go for it. And I quit my full-time job and I just jumped in with both feet and said, let's do this. Time's a ticket. I'm not getting any younger, so let's go. <laughs> yeah, you know. I've talked to a lot of actors over the years of doing this podcast, and I think there's an impression that, that, oh, they're, they're really extroverted because they're performing and they're on stage or, in, or on, you know, on the, on the film. But in my experience, I think that's actually more introverted than extroverted, that they do tend to be, a lot of actors tend to be a little on the shy side. It's, it's, I've seen that quite a bit which is absolutely because yeah. I feel like yeah in a way it seems counterintuitive but in a way it's like you're trying on clothes or you're trying on a mask you get to you get to play as a new person and there's no it doesn't ever fall back on you it's not a reflection mm -hmm. of you it's just well I'm just the character so it's it's yeah. kind of like a safety mechanism right yeah. yeah no it makes sense it really does so do you remember the first role that you were ever cast in Ooh, yes. My first, so I, I did commercials all through um, high school. My first acting role was on a CBC show uh, in Canada called The Detail. Okay. And it was a small part where <laughs> I got to play this a drug addict. Um, I was like, I was like, a. It, it was a cool group of, of young people. They were biker, bike messengers. They were at a party and we were all doing drugs oh. and uh <laughs> and then somebody something happened somebody died and we all had to go and go into the police station and get interrogated and <laughs> my debut was being kind of hung over strung out talking to this cop and then I throw up into his garbage can oh <laughs> that was my debut to the world You're... was throwing up on television it was great <laughs> your parents were like wait a minute here <laughs> Guys, maybe don't watch this one. It's not, I don't look for this. <laughs> and there's funny. nothing like having to fake throw up and make those sounds in a room with like 65 other people. 
Yeah. Yeah. That would be an uh, interesting audition. (laughs) How well can you do? Oh my God. Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, I'll just be very tired and (laughs) I don't know. But I'll tell you a funny story. So because it was my first, um, my first ever time on a set like that, I remember <laughs> looking for the bathroom and I was walking around, I found a bathroom and I went in the stall and I was about to, to use it. And then I, something in my mind was like, no, something's not right. Something's not right. Kiana, don't do it. And then I was like, oh, there's no water in the toilet. What does this mean? And then I realized this was a fake bathroom. It oh. was a set. And it was so realistic. And I was like, thank God I caught myself just in time because I mean, I would feel for the for the poor person who would have to clean up after me, but there was no sign or anything. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a really funny story. <laughs> That would have been hilarious. It was very <laughs> realistic. It was yeah. very realistic. There was just no plumbing. <laughs> good, good set. <laughs> well, I, you got to listen to your your instincts. Then this is proof. <laughs> follow your gut. Follow your gut, yeah, man. Follow your yeah. gut. <laughs> wow, that's a really funny story. <laughs> so, when you first started getting roles, did you have your kind of uh, that thing you do, a uh, freak out moment where, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I got this part. When I first started getting them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of told, I told everybody, you just have a little celebration, but yeah. I still do that. Uh-huh. I still get really excited yeah. with every role. Yeah. Um, because for me, like, this is my dream job. This is mm-hmm. my being on set and working is my happy place. Like I can't even imagine myself doing anything else at this point. So every time I get the opportunity to do what I love, it's a celebration because they don't come often for everybody. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. you work so hard at it. And the the thing is that there's so many no's, there's so many rejections, right. And especially when you get really excited about a part and then you don't hear back or you're so close to booking it and then you don't. So when you finally get that, yes, you're booked. Oh, I'm over the moon. And we celebrate every time. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Yeah. What was your quarantine uh, experience? Like, did you do any uh, sourdough baking or any, any of the the things like that? (laughs) So I really wanted to get into baking. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I have a bread maker, uh-huh. which I really wanted to put to use, but could not find flour for the life of me. It was sold oh, out everywhere. Yeah. So I wanted to, to be a part of this trend, but I simply could not. It was not available to me. Um, wow. That was, it's such, it was such a crazy time. I think back of that, that the... Hunting for toilet, toilet paper, paper. And, yep. uh, all of that. That was wild. Cleaning products, you couldn't get paper towels, all of that stuff. It was wild. And I never understood it. And I still don't understand it. The like hoarding yeah. of supplies. Like, what do you and think poor, is going to happen? Poor moms trying to get paper? formula <laughs> for their children and, there, uh, yeah. and, and baby wipes. <laughs> that was madness. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, unfortunately I didn't do too much of that, but my quarantine experience was very gratefully not that different from my regular life. I tend to be a bit of a shut-in. I like to stay at home. 
Um, I like to be in my house. So things didn't really change for me. Um, it gave me even more excuses to not go out. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was fine. The, The hardest part for me was not being able to see my family. Yeah. Right. Um, but on, on the plus side, it did mean that we actually ended up talking a lot more than we normally do because we call each other more. Now we have um, like family Zoom chats and it's a bunch of my extended family from all around the world. And I feel like without, you know, the pandemic and what's going on, we never really would have would have done that. So yeah, yeah there's a lot of good that came out. Um, no, came it's out of- true. It has pushed us all, I think, in in different ways because we uh, we are, I don't know, it, it has pushed us all to, uh, to interact in different ways than we would normally do. And you just take things hopefully a little bit less for granted than you yeah. might otherwise. So I think it helps put into perspective, like what's yeah. important to you and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what's it like being on a big show like Star Trek Discovery? Oh my goodness. I mean, that was such an experience. Yeah. Um, I was really excited about it because my mom is a big Trekkie and she's always been a big Trekkie, like my whole childhood. So I'd come home from school and she'd have the space channel on and we, we would watch it. So I was really excited, not even for myself, but just to be able to share that experience with my mom and be like, I'm going to be on this. How, like, it's so full circle. Um, it was definitely like the most high level, like production value kind of set that I had been on. And it was a little bit intimidating, but what I loved was the director was black, Mm -hmm. the hair and makeup people were people of color. Um, Mm -hmm. It was such a diverse, diverse crew, which even until today, I haven't really seen. And um, the lead of the show, was so lovely. She gave us the warmest welcome. So we came for rehearsal first time kind of seeing everybody, meeting everybody. And she came right up to me and gave me this big hug and was like, I'm so happy you're here. Like, welcome to the show. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And after that, it was just, everything kind of flowed. And I thought, you know, when I'm a lead on a show, that's the kind of energy that I want to bring. And I want everybody to feel welcome and safe and, um, valued to be here on the set oh well that's great uh, uh sneak with martin green right yeah 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 oh that's cool uh that she was so welcoming and and also you mean that they gave you the respect you deserve as far as having people who know how to do your hair and makeup and all of that like that's uh, sadly not the case on many shows Yes. Yeah. Such a, such a big issue. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was just, I have no complaints. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody great. was so lovely. I have such great memories from that. And I have friends that I've made now to this day that mm-hmm. I still talk to because I met them on, on, on Star Trek. Well, what's it like being on that set? Uh, just such a big set. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, surprisingly so because we were shooting in in the ship itself um in the hallways we were doing this running scenes it didn't feel that big like we weren't in 
how should I say? Like the we car- weren't shooting in like many locations within the studio. It was kind mm-hmm. of just this one, this one location. Um, but it was so high tech and I, yeah. I doubt any of the tech actually worked, but it was very convincing. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was on a spaceship, yeah. <laughs> which is a really so cool, cool experience. Yeah. And, um, and then I got to do a scene in the sick bay which was also really cool. And again, like you get to kind of play with these, uh, these tech instruments and, and big dashboards with lights and, and all of these things. And that you just kind of pretend that you know what you're doing, but (laughs) it was a really, really cool experience. And, and, and again, the set was realistic, just like the bathroom. (laughs) That's cool. Uh, so then you did a matchmaker mysteries for, that was your first for Hallmark. I believe. I think that I'm trying to think if it was my first or my second. I did uh, Matchmaker Mysteries, the first one. And then I was also in a Christmas movie called Double Holiday, which was Hallmark's mm-hmm. first um, Hanukkah movie, yeah. which was really exciting. Um, so I'm not sure which came first, but Matchmakers was definitely really fun. Getting to meet Danica McKellar was, you yeah. know, super exciting. My dad was like, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> Send me a picture. I was like, I met Winnie Cooper. (laughs) Exactly. Every, every like boy's crush. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All the people don't believe me that you're working with Anna Kemichel are like, can you send us a picture? And I was like, okay, no problem. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Dad. (laughs) Were you, were you the murderer? I can't remember. No, no, no. I was, um, I was a little suspicious though. Um, I was playing a lawyer. And I was the lawyer to the, the man whose wife was murdered. Oh, okay. But, uh, I was also in love with him. So there was some conflict of interest there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it made me, it made me a little suspicious looking. red herring there. Spoiler alert. I didn't do it. And so you've done a number of Christmas movies and most of those are filmed in the summer. Uh, so what is that like? Are you just dying of in those coats and everything? You know, I have been very fortunate to not have to film in the summer. Okay. Yeah. I know. Most Lucky. people I know. So most of the films that I've done have filmed in like September, October, November, even. Uh So while there may not be snow on the ground, um, it's still chilly. So I've never been like hot in my coat. Um, But I did just film something that will be coming out later this year for this Christmas called um, A Sisterly Christmas is what it's currently called. And we Mm -hmm. shot that mm, a month or two ago. And oh my goodness, I was sweating. Like makeup had to be powdering me the entire time. And those are those are rough because it's it's long days, it's multiple takes, and you're just yeah. bundled up. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> they they have like the fans and you make sure oh, yeah. you yeah, stay well, stay hydrated a hack and I don't know if I should, you know, a little, a little trick that somebody told me is if you want to know if they're filming, uh, like a winter movie in the summer, watch to see if you can see, um, their breath when they talk. Right. Because that's, that's... if it was actually winter, they would, there would be breath, but in the summer there's not. So that's kind of like a trick, a little movie magic behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I can imagine that would be difficult and, you know, just maybe a little bit hard to sort of get in the holiday spirit of things when it's like a hundred and over a hundred degrees, but they do an amazing good job. They do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I will say <laughs> I've also had to film in the dead of winter and that's that almost challenges equally too. As, as not fun. Um, I remember this one scene and I was wearing like a thin coat. It wasn't, I wasn't properly dressed. I should have been in a parka, but that was, wasn't what my character wore. So I was in this thin coat and I had to say these lines, but my lips were numb. And so I couldn't say my lines properly because <laughs> my lips were like, just not doing what they were supposed to do. Yeah. And, uh, and then obviously the more you, you mess up, the more takes you have to do and the longer you're out there and the worse that it gets. So, you know, it's tough on both ends. Yeah. You're like, Thank <laughs> thankfully editing saves all. Thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Fix it in post. Yeah. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. So how did you become involved uh, in this season of Good Witch? What was that? Uh, well, like? so I had originally auditioned for a different role for Good Witch, and um, I sent in my audition tape, and my agent called me back and he was like, Hey, so they really liked your audition, but they want to consider you for a different character. Um, that's coming up, you know, a, a little bit later in the season. Um, but it, the character's not written yet. So you can't audition for it because she doesn't exist, but <laughs> they are writing it and they have you in mind. And I was like, Oh, hey, okay. so that feels good. Yeah, I was like, that's okay. I'm, this is this is so cool. Who is this mystery character that they're writing? And um, when she was finally written and they they put out the breakdown for the character, I auditioned. And um, yeah, I was really excited to hear back. And it was kind of, I knew that it was going to be the start of something really special, really exciting. And uh, I think it was, I think it was just meant to be. Yeah. Did you like know the show? Were you familiar with it? Not really. Um, I think it's, are you, you're based in the States, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the show's like obviously very popular in the States. I'm not sure how big it is here in Canada. Mm, um, so I think I had heard of the show before, but I wasn't super familiar. I also didn't have cable. Like I didn't have a television to like be able to watch shows like that anyways um so no I wasn't super familiar I did watch like an episode or two on YouTube uh before the audition just to understand the tone of the show and who everybody is and stuff like that but uh 
but yeah, and I, but I had worked for Hallmark before and I had done, you know, movies in that mm. kind of realm. So I, I knew, I knew really what to, what to bring to the character and to the performance that would resonate. It's all filmed in Toronto, right? Yes. Era, Toronto area. Uh, so how do you feel about being the first LGBTQ a relationship or characters in a Hallmark show? Is that exciting for you? I'm extremely honored. Mm -hmm. I can't even describe how exciting and, and proud I am of this character and the work that, I mean, it was a team effort, right? To make this all happen. And, you know, we worked, I worked closely with Kat who plays Joy Harper. We worked with Darren, our showrunner and the directors and just the, you know, the execs at Hallmark. Um, we really worked hard to tell a very special, a very authentic story that um, would really connect with audiences. You know, I'm really proud of it. And, and we, we approached it with much care, much caution, much thought behind it. So at the end of the day, I mean, I think that it's the best work that I've done, the best work that, that we've done. And I'm really excited for audiences to, to get to see it unfold on TV. Yeah, it's going to be really good. We love Kat. We got to talk with her last year. She's so great. And I think it's so far we've just seen your, I guess, meet cute, getting <laughs> uh, her getting her arm stuck in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Which was funny. You know what happens. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> and then but, a cute firefighter comes to save you. Isn't hey, that how it always works? <laughs> that's right. And give you a, tips on what uh, faucet to buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. no, the, the reaction has been so, so incredible. And I, I love how excited fans are because I'm just as excited as they are mm -hmm. to see it on screen. Yeah. Um, I like to say like, I'm the biggest Joey fan. I think I'm like the original, but you know, yeah, the fan, cool. you know, I'll, I'll give it to the fans. That's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just saw that hashtag first time today, actually team Joey. <laughs> team Joey. Wait. <laughs> yeah uh, it seems like a really fun group I know it must be kind of intimidating to start in on a show that's been going on for so long because not only this you know the six seasons but also the movies and everything uh, oh, yeah. must be a little bit intimidating but also yeah, a lot there's of fun like, there's a long history behind it and it's mm -hmm. it's never easy being the new kid you know right um, and a lot of times like if you're playing um <clears throat> excuse me, like characters on shows that have a, a shorter story arc, like just a couple of episodes, everybody's already been established and they're all friends and they've gotten to know each other. So you're always kind of the new kid on the block. And uh, Kat was really, really lovely helping me out with that and um, forming a bond and a friendship with me because she was the new kid last year, right? Sure. Yeah. And uh and also, you know, there's extra barriers this year because of COVID. I'm not sure how much of how much they were filming last year um, that kind of coincided with COVID. But you know, it's it's harder to hang out with people because you're you're all distance on set and everybody has masks on and it's yeah. it's a little bit harder, right? But everyone was lovely, and I felt you know even just a couple episodes in, I was like, oh, this is my family. 
especially yeah i was gonna ask about that with shooting with covid uh because it was you started in october right yes we started in october i started um in november so a month in okay and uh honestly it was it was they were they were so good about making sure we were safe and that we felt safe you know we got tested multiple times a week um they had tons of protocols in place to keep us safe. And I, I never had to worry about, about anything going into set because I knew that everybody took it really seriously. So I feel very, very fortunate for that. That's good. Yeah. I was going to ask how, how that was, what that was like. Cause uh, I, you know, I think it would be a challenge with the distancing and with everything uh, but I mean, it's just, it's amazing that uh, they were able to get so much produced last year, uh, Hallmark channel, uh, whether it's movies or the television shows, it's really incredible. I know mm-hmm. like the, the, um, just being able to adapt like that. Um, and obviously that comes at a really big cost as well, but, um, they obviously thought it was worth it. I think one Mm -hmm. of the funniest things about working during COVID though, is that, so you're meeting all of these new people, uh, like the crew, but I don't know what any of them look like, (laughs) like, you know, (laughs) their eyes and their hair look like, but God forbid they get a haircut. No idea who I'm talking to. If I saw them in the street, I couldn't tell you who that person was because you you kind of get this idea a lot of times of you kind of can guess what somebody looks like with their mask on and yeah. then they take it off and it's like nothing it's not even close to what you were picturing yeah. um, that would so- be like the new new thing for lifetime thrillers will be the <gasps> oh mask yes the man <laughs> behind the mask or whatever hit that hit that <laughs> we'll be ready lifetime if you're listening call us <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of thrillers, though, I do have to ask you, so you were in the Toys of Terror on sci-fi, and I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, and it was very refreshing, because, you know, I cover, I watched 115 Christmas movies last year, and only, it's, yeah, it's refreshing <laughs> to have one that's different, you know, and that's a different, they had, they had a couple on sci-fi last year letter letters to satan claus which was then toys of terror which was definitely better made and a better movie but um i enjoyed it i thought it was fun <laughs> it was thank you we yeah. had so much fun filming it and it it was like silly yeah and scary and yeah. it was so special like the toys were insane yeah and the talent behind the people making the toys was insane and doing that stop motion. Yeah, I mean, the budget think, that they had was pretty good. Oh my good. gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. So we had the puppeteers um, come in from LA and they were working on it. Like as soon as the scenes were done and the day was done, they would settle, send all the footage of the toys to LA and they'd be working on it. And I think they said it took like 60 hours to get like, three minutes of, of screen time, something yeah. like that, like craziness. So I just yeah. will watch it. I'm like, they're like, Oh, this is weird. I'm like, no, this is old school stop motion animation. And 
so much work and money was put into this to make yeah. it happen and and how it looks is it's intentional right it's a style mm, um yeah. so I just have so much respect for those for the people that like did that oh my it goodness really had that kind of Amblin kind of uh gremlins type of sort of feel to it as far as a uh a monster movie and just I don't know which it, it was fun it really it was, was so fun yeah. Yeah. And we got to film that in Winnipeg, which was, um, it's just a province over from where I am, but it, it is deadly cold, deadly mm. cold in the winter. Yeah, we it were- did feel cold. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we're also in this drafty old house, right? Yeah. Uh, but that was filmed in February and we wrapped just before COVID happened. Like oh, nice. we flew home and lockdown was like a week later. Okay. Yeah. We're right under the wire. Yeah. Well, we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions. Not that the previous have not also been silly, but here we go. So first question, what is the best ice cream flavor? Um, okay. Right now I am obsessed with Ben and Jerry's Netflix and chilled. Okay. It, it's brownie pieces, pretzel, peanut butter, and I think that's it it's, it's, I eat the entire thing. I can't, I can't stop. It's a problem. That, just, that sounds like a good accompaniment for like watching Bridgerton all night long or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> Worth the stomach ache later. hundred percent. Highly okay. recommend. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite color? Um, it's purple. Yeah, mine too. But I like, I like purple and pink and I also like purple and teal. Okay, good, so, good. Those are my three favorite colors, but purple is, <laughs> is the main one with all of the combos, so purple. Okay, uh, what music are you into right now? Right now, I am, <laughs> okay, I'm obsessed with TikTok. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where I get all my new music now. Um, Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Yeah. Her new song, Good For You, is so nostalgic for me. And I don't know if you've heard it, it's, incredible and yeah. I can't wait to listen to her album but I feel like all of the millennials are like loving this because it's so nostalgic for them but she's like I don't know 19 or 20 so it's kind of a cool <laughs> mix yeah. of generations happening so I'm, I'm really into her I love her voice and her vibe right now cool all right uh we used to say what is your go-to date night food but since we're not dating hardly at anymore um we say what is your would you like your DoorDash order Um, okay. Well, I got it just before getting on this call with you. (laughs) So we've been really into getting Hakka food. Um, had Hakka before. No, it's, it's like, it's, it's Chinese fusion. So it's like a mix of Chinese food and Guyanese food. And I think a little bit of Indian as well. Um, and it's so good. So I've been getting the chili fish with rice. And, um, it has a special place in my heart. I've been eating a lot of that these days. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, once we, once we're back out doing things again, what would you be your date night activity going out? Ooh, um, hmm. Date night activity. That is a great question. It always has to involve food. So I would love to do like all you can eat sushi. I've been dying for the, to go back to that. Mm-hmm because all you can eat is just not a thing anymore. Right. Um, and then I'd like to, 
Hmm. Something outdoors because we've been indoors for so long. Like I'm really chill. I would love to just have a picnic in the park with some music, get some some sushi, go to a concert in the park and just hang out and enjoy the sun and enjoy nature. I'm really low key. (laughs) My husband might disagree, but I think I am. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Dogs or cats? Cats. I have two. Very good. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. Okay. Uh, Would you rather be in a fancy dress or sweats? Sweats always, all day. More people are saying fancy dress these days because so because it's just a sign of that you're doing something. You're out of the house. But, well, uh, I'll tell yeah. you something. On Goodwitch, I in in an episode, I will not say which one. Uh-huh. I get to wear this fantastic outfit. Ooh. Okay, yeah. And they gave me the option. They were like, "You can keep this fancy outfit, uh-huh. or you can take like some regular clothes." But you can't have both. Right. I said, okay. And I went for the regular clothes. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know where, when or where I'm going to be able to wear this again. And I, I chose the more practical option because it was, uh-huh. it was comfier and it made sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, all right. What's your favorite holiday to celebrate? Uh, tie between Easter and Christmas. Okay. Okay. We have Good. very intense uh, traditions in my family. Easter brought up that often, but it's a it's a fun one. Well, yeah. we do we do an Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. We go all out, and yeah. then um, it, there's always arguments uh, because people <laughs> somebody will find somebody else's egg, and they'll be like, "Oh, Kiana, it's over here," and then I'll get mad and I'll be like, "Don't tell me where it is. You're ruining it." And then after the hunt, we all sit down and we do what we call negotiations. So we divide up the candy and we say, okay, I want three of your fuzzy peaches for, for two of my chocolate bars. And, and we, we do negotiations over the table. So it's a, it's a very proud tradition that we have. So if Hallmark's looking to do to try another Easter movie, they should call you. Absolutely. We're all, we're all ready. Yeah. Very good. (laughs) All right. Last question. What is your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? Ooh. I know. Um, my favorite romantic movie of all time, it has to be The Notebook. And maybe that's a boring, basic answer, mm-hmm. but it gets me every time, right in the feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the acting is incredible. The story is beautiful. And I'll never get tired of watching it. Yeah. So the beginning of the sad case of James Marsden never getting the girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> so true is that a trend yeah. is that like yeah i mean it's in uh, the x-men movies he doesn't get the girl like, yeah. there's a whole bunch i never thought about it but you're right yeah and it's important yeah. he's so handsome i know that's unfortunate you think he gets every girl all the time but wow all right only in 27 <laughs> dresses that's the only one where he gets the girl <laughs> he'll hold on to that yeah. <laughs> well very good you passed the test, answered all the questions. <laughs> so do you have social media or anything like that that you'd like to share? I do. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Kiana.Teresa, K-Y-A-N-A dot T-E-R-E-S-A. And I'm on, on Twitter at Kiana Teresa, no dot. Great. And yeah. you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. 
And also make sure you're following the podcast, the Homework Keys Pod and Homework Keys Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. All the information for that, it will be in the description. Please take a look. And thank you so much, Kiana. This was really fun to get to talk with you. And we're excited to see what happens with Team Joey. Thank you so much. I can't wait either. And it was so great getting to chat with you. All right. Well, let us know if you're listening, what you think of all the things we talked about. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully be able to have you on again, maybe later for that Christmas movie. That would be fun. Yes, definitely. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.